Hi, it's Georgette. And it's Nasty. And this is <laughs> Through Thick and Thin. <laughs> okay, so Nafi, we're gonna start off by figuring out how our day was. How was your day? My day was good, y'all. What well, happened? Partially. Partially. Um, my day. What was my day? I woke up, I was chilling with my cousin. It was a great time. I got dressed and I got some breakfast. I had to go to this class today. It was really long and really boring, but still we moved. We moved. On my way back home to come see my pretty full Georgette. These these people were trying to kill me out here, y'all. <laughs> I was minding my business in the middle lane and all of a sudden this car got real close and real close. I really don't play about Nafi's life. She should have called me. <laughs> real close. I, know, I told Georgette, she was like, you should have called me. Like, girl, I was trying to call the Lord. I couldn't, I couldn't even get the words out. Mm -hmm, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. on, the way I was honking on this honker. <laughs> like, what? But yeah, um, as you guys can tell, I'm alive, I'm well, I'm here. My car is not injured. I just looked at them real crazy. Like, I have my head all bent. I'm like, what the? What and, the what? What the what? <laughs> and, um, you know, I kept it pushing. I really stuck on the gas, though. I said, uh-uh, I'm not going to be close to none of y'all. Yeah. So, yeah. That was my day. <laughs> How was your day, Georgia? You know, my day today was like, it's like my day like many others. Oh uh, you know, I just wake up and it's a really drab life right now. Wake up, study, make sure I get a workout in at some point in the day. Mm -hmm. But like, that's mostly what I do. Like most of my time is spent like on my computer studying and then working out and if I have something to work on for music, which I do, <laughs> which I do at the moment, then uh -huh. I do it. But yeah, um, look out for a possible song coming out. Uh oh, heard you, heard you. That's cool. Yes. Um, so today we're going to talk about some cool things. What are we talking about? We're talking about some cool things. What you mean, sis? Mm -hmm. um, but basically with our like introductory episode, people listening and things like that. We got a lot of questions about the title. Like, where did y'all get this title from? It's kind of cute for real. Like, what's going on? So, we gonna talk about that title today. So, when we were planning out the podcast, we had like, maybe like 12 episodes named. We were like, it's lit. We're about to- <laughs> So many topics off the bat. <laughs> so many topics. We were like, we're about to have topics to talk about for the next six months. Like yeah. it's lit. And I had been switching around this name in my head. You don't know the name yet. My but name, like, I had no idea about a title. I wasn't even thinking about titles for real. I was like, oh. It was just switching around in my head. And then Nafi was like, okay, so we have all these episodes. So like, what is the name of our podcast? Like, do you have any ideas? Do you have any things that would think it would be? And I was like, do they can then. Yeah, she said it so, like, matter-of-factly, like, as if I was dumb. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, you know, people have been asking about the meaning. And I just, I feel like you can see from the cover, like, I'm thick. Nafi's thin yeah. and we're, we've also talking about like the experiences that we've been through like we've been through a lot together mm -hmm. so we've like also known each other through thick and thin so it's yes. a play on words it's I like a double what's that word? double, <laughs> double entendre <laughs> yes. like someone's thick and someone's thin but also we've been through thick and thin period and continue to be through thick and thin period so this week's episode is titled you look good sis you look good sis you look good sis 
And we're going to be talking about body image and our personal experiences <laughs> with that topic. So um, I'm just going to ask Georgette here a couple of questions. Me? Yes, you. <laughs> okay. Just what's... some, you know, some questions we can get deep down. Ooh. Deep down and mm. thick of it. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I tried, I tried. <laughs> um, so let me know, like, kind of like how your body image experience issues thoughts whatever kind of started like what what can you tell me about like when i ask you like what what is it you're like oh girl i wish you guys could see the look on my face like yeah. I, <laughs> we planned this and i'm still like oh <laughs> but like um okay so um i've always been somebody well at the time i've i grew up very very overweight so I think the first like inkling of that for me, I mean, there's a lot of stories that I'm probably gonna get into over the <laughs> over the the span of this episode. But like, I think the first thing for me was I was I just remember like even kindergarten and preschool and all that always being on a diet. Like yeah. we would my parents would pack me like um, chicken sandwiches on brown bread, like just Ew. basically rotisserie chicken on brown bread. And I would just get to, and mind you, I'd eat it before I got to school. But like, mind you, I'm just like, this is what I'm supposed to have for lunch. But like, and then I remember being woken up on Saturday mornings because I used to do like free um, workouts on um, the TV. So we, I, I'd be woken up early. Like meanwhile, the only sibling woke, woken up to do these workouts. <laughs> There's four of us, mind you. So I was woken up to do these workouts and stuff like that. So for me, that was the first inkling. And then I remember, like, we had, like, the pacer tests and stuff like that. And oh, I just, wow. yeah, <laughs> the numbers were, were just never we're really, <laughs> they were never really matching up with the other kids. But, yeah, I think that was my first inkling. And then, like, I think, first of all, kindergarten, people just really started to turn up. Like, preschool was, like, one thing. I mm -hmm. guess people really didn't, like, think about it. But kindergarten, people really just started turning up. Like, people were so mean. I remember I went to this girl's birthday party, and she, it was like, we were, okay, we were all sitting at the table, and she was handing out pizza, and I guess she didn't know my name, and she was like, give some to the fat girl. I said, wait, I can't, wait, 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 I mean, it was one thing. It was one thing to not know my name, yeah. that's the thing, but not give some to the fat girl in yeah. front of all these people. Not in front of all these people, but, not in general. Like, yeah, terrible. But I think that was one of my first inklings that I'm like, okay, so like I knew that I was bigger, but now the word is called fat. And I never stopped hearing it. But <laughs> I know, but that was my first like inkling with that. Okay. Let me know how like society has viewed you or treated you. Since you have realized, like, oh, okay, it's a little different over here. So, I think for, I've already, like, touched upon, like, the bullies. So, I used to live in New York, mm -hmm. and I don't know if y'all know, but that's a whole different set of bullies. <laughs> like, imagine getting bullied with an accent that's almost unhearable. Just, <laughs> just like, yeah, but the people there, they said, they just said a lot of things that were not nice obviously like i remember being made fun of at lunch a lot mm -hmm. um i used to dread 
going to lunch because I knew that was like people's field day. Mm -hmm. People, teachers weren't really watching them. Lunch and recess were like my two least favorite times. Um, I also remember like dreading the holidays seriously because I knew that like my family was going to come over and then mention my weight. Yeah. So for me, the holidays were not, not it. Um, and I would say like just those things overall was just like, it made me think about like how people viewed me overall. Like, yes, this is just my aunt or yes, this is just this bully, but I'm like, okay, like it's just how people think of me overall. And I started to like internalize that a little bit. Um, I remember I, I'm cool with the stories cause I have a whole bunch, but I remember I was at this church party with my family and this doctor, well, this guy came up and he introduced himself as a doctor. He was like, hi, I'm doctor. And today we're going to call him Dr. Meany. Mm-hmm. But he was like, hi, I'm doctor, dot, dot, dot. And Dr. Meany was like, I'm a doctor and your daughter's too big and I don't think she should be eating at this party. And I'm like, wait. So if I stop eating right now at this I party, I, somehow, somehow, meanwhile, I've been quote unquote fat my whole life. Meanwhile, I'm just going to like... Drop the weight here if yeah. I stopped eating at right this party. Now. Right right this if moment. you don't eat this here, well, so <laughs> we can reverse it all right now. I'm telling you. So just stuff like that just made me start to think about like how other people thought of me. Like, yes, these are just like specific instances, but I'm like, okay, does everybody think of me like this? Yeah. So that internalizing, how did it manifest to like how you viewed yourself and what you thought of yourself? I think when I was younger, it really made me feel like, like it caused a lot of low self-esteem within myself. Um, I used to do this thing where I used to be like very, very overconfident. Like I used to boost myself because I was like, nobody's going to boost me like I boost me. So I used to like boost myself and just be like really fake confident. And I think it really stemmed from that because it's like, okay, if you guys are going to tear me down anyway, then I must like, I have to like build myself all the way up. Yeah. But I think really overall, when I was younger, it really, I really internalized it and I thought badly about myself. I was just like, what makes me different than this person? Like, how come, um, we're going to use Sally. How come Sally can eat this and Sally can be fine and Sally cannot get made fun of, but I eat this and I'm being made fun of and it's a problem for me. And as soon as I eat this or I I can't stop eating this because I used to have a lot of problems with binge eating disorder as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how come Sally can eat one ice cream cone and keep it pushing and I could eat, I eat one ice cream cone and it turns to other things. So like for me, it used to cause a lot of depression and a lot of low self-esteem. But I think as I got older too, like I would say like my teenage years, I really started to like just push those feelings onto other people. I was just like, okay, like you're mean and you're weird. It's not about me. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so yeah, as I got older, that did get a little bit better. I was like, okay, this is not really all on me. Like, this is a lot about other people and how they view themselves too. That's why they're treating me this way. So I think that helped a lot too. I would say that also a lot of my, a lot of the things that I internalized about what people said about me and or how society overall treated me, it was more about like, the actions that I took and well more about the actions that I took and less about the words that I said to myself so like it materialized and like me hiding food like not showing people that I was eating again or like me feeling like okay 
now let me walk this extra block because somehow this extra block is going to make me um, burn this 10,000 calories that I ate today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say it manifested a lot more in my actions than my actual like talk to myself because I'm somebody who's very, very good at avoidance even when it comes to myself. So if I don't have to think about it, I won't. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, it manifested in how I feel, what the things that I did, just less how I talk to myself. dating so obviously when you're not like good with yourself overall you accept a lot of things <laughs> that <laughs> yeah you accept a lot of things that firstly you should not be accepting and then you just start to think like okay I have to accept this because this is the only that's person good. that's gonna want me yeah. or this is the only person that I'm so lucky that they're taking a chance on me which is disgusting don't think like that so disgusting yeah but I would say how it affected dating overall I would say that I limited myself in some ways to where I wasn't talking to certain people because I was like, you know, not good with myself. Like I was, I had pretty low self-esteem. So I just, I didn't think that I was good enough on my own, let alone somebody else would want me. And then like, also, I feel like I also opened the door to accept a lot of things that weren't it like, People wanting me be just just for the specific purpose that I was bigger or that I was overweight, like chubby chasers trying to talk to me. Like I remember going to Miami with my sister and just so many men were talking to me. And then I just, I started to realize the pattern. Like it was always like, oh, you're a big, beautiful woman or you're thick or this or oh, you're fluffy. Like it was just, uh, yes, yeah, words like fluffy. Ugh. Yeah, no, very, very ugly. So just overall, like, people who wanted me specifically because of my weight. I remember I, I was boy crazy my freshman year in high school. So like freshman, it's... sophomore, junior, <laughs> senior. Don't listen to her. I, after freshman year, I learned my lesson. I was I was boy crazy freshman year of um high school. So I came in and I just liked all these boys. And I have a serious thing called nice boy syndrome. Where when people are like really, really nice to me, I start to believe that they like me. Or even kind of nice. Shush! Shush! So I start to believe that they like me. So for me, I just, uh, obviously, I obviously grew attractions back to like people who I thought liked me, mm -hmm. but just to get friend zoned a lot. And I don't want to say that that's all because of my weight, but I would say that a good amount of it was because of my weight. Because mm -hmm. as soon as the weight started to come off and as soon as that I started to like I guess vibrate higher or just be happier yeah. I saw a lot of those same people who wanted to friend zone me trying to talk to me mm -hmm. like hitting up my Instagram DM talking to through friends to ask if I'm single no you ask me if I'm single so like I think just overall I think with the dating it just affected how I accept, what I accepted, mm -hmm. and then also like the men who were trying to come after me or not come after me. So what was your aha moment, your epiphany moment of like, wait, you look good, sis. I think for me, my aha moment came a little bit late. Um, I would say at the start of my weight loss journey, 
and more towards like the end of the days where I was like, yeah, more towards the end of my very, very heavy overweight days. I just, I started to just think about a lot of things. Like I was nitpicking a lot at myself. Um, at this point I had lost like almost 50 pounds and I was still, I was still unhappy in my body, but I just realized that like a lot of the things that I stress about, a lot of the things that I worry about every single day, people are not worried about. Mm-hmm. Like this little stomach print that I'm worried about, there's no way Johnny's over there thinking about my stomach print or Bobby's over there thinking about my stomach print. There is a way because people are terrible. Mm-hmm. But I had to think, I had to, I thought, started to think that people are not like as pressed about it as I am. Mm-hmm. So that started to make me feel a little bit better. And I also think like getting more comfortable in my body, like wearing different things, buying new clothes, um, just feeling good overall and feeling like I looked good, like no matter what size I was, it really started to help me like, it clicked in my head that like, oh, like I'm a bad John. Like that's, that's really it. (laughs) It really just started to click in my head. And obviously like social media helps a little bit with like people's comments and stuff like that. But like, I think for me too, once I started like really, really pushing forward with my goals, like I wasn't scared anymore because I, before I let a lot of like fear of judgment stop me from pushing towards what I wanted to do. Yeah. So once I started to let go of that too, I started to feel good about those goals. Like I started to place a lot of like high value on myself. Like I'm like, wow, I'm somebody who can make music. I'm somebody who can learn how to do this. I'm somebody who can learn how to code and stuff like that. So yeah. I just think like overall, I started placing value on myself that wasn't about my body. So. And so it just culminates together to make greatness. I love this. Uh-huh. And it's the aha moment. Like I just looked in the mirror one day and I was like, sis, you look good. You look good. <laughs> so what was your big moment? Like what started things? Like how did you first think like, okay, like, there's something different about my body. Like, how did you start to think about yourself? What triggered all that? Gotcha. Um, first of all, I want to say, I feel like I was kind of predestined to be small. Like, my dad <laughs> was very small, very mm-hmm. like, lanky and tall. We literally had the same body, except for I'm a girl. <laughs> and um, my mom was really, really small, and so she gave birth to, like, her second child. Like, even her first me (laughs) um she was like still like significantly skinny like we literally look alike in a bunch of pictures and things like size zero squat like literally tiny so that just leads to my story of their hypocrisy (laughs) (laughs) but there's always some type of hypocrisy when it comes to parents um literally to this day i cannot look at pancakes and syrup the same like i don't know what happened girl i'm gonna tell you what happened um literally I don't know, just my earliest memory of, like, me and my brother at, like, the kitchen table in the morning getting ready for, like, school, breakfast. Um, ugh, I can't talk about this. So, yeah. It's okay, um, you got this. Got this. Just, like, the things that they would say, you know, the way that they would react to me eating. I don't know, it was all very, like, controlling. Very, like, I don't know, it's just hard to describe. Basically, um, I feel like every morning was, like, breakfast on pancakes and syrup and I just remember like I would do all these things like try to put some of my pancakes on my brother's plate or like have a little napkin under my plate and if they turned around I'd quickly like push it onto my napkin and like crumple it up real quick and keep it in my hands so I could throw it away quickly um I feel like 
I'm not gonna say I ever ate like the most, but I don't feel like I ate significantly less than anybody. I was freaking six years old. Yeah, definitely expectations on me to like eat all four packs that come in little frozen pancakes things at like Walmart or Sands Club. When I was definitely chilling at like two and like it was always that third one. Like and I want you guys to understand like every morning we went through this. Every morning it was an issue of me not being able to finish all this food that they would put on my plate and like I remember crying, like being sent to my room, like all these tears and just like stress about me not finishing this freaking third pancake. Like, literally, for the longest time, like, even now, like, I don't really eat pancakes. Like, I really just started eating, like, pancakes. And, like, sir, specifically, like, the taste for it for me, it just brings back, like, really bad memories. Yeah. And, like, like yelling, arguing, definitely a trigger. Like, just about, like, me and my body and my weight, like, being underweight, being small, them wanting me to obviously be, like, of a healthy weight and of a healthy stature, and things like that and like so like as a I get it like as a parent like I get it but I think I don't know if it's like really in other cultures and stuff like that but I think Africans like and it's only because I know the experience Mm -hmm. of being an African I just think Africans overdo it a lot they're just like oh like Bobby, Sally, and Johnny are going to think that my child is overweight or Bobby, Johnny, and Sally are going to think that my child is underweight Yeah. so I'm just going to like tell project all these things on my child yeah. just so my child can fit in with these standards and yeah definitely damaging yeah definitely standards and it is damaging like i remember like sneaking like i remember like majority of my younger life having like the title liar attributed to me and literally as we're talking about this i'm thinking about it and it's because a lot of like the issue with food like yeah. having to lie about what i ate or what i didn't eat and I'm not saying, like, like I wasn't missing no meals. Like, I wasn't, like, starving myself <laughs> on purpose. But at a certain point, like I said, I'm six. Like, yeah. my stomach ain't a freaking bowling ball. My stomach, like, we get full around her, sis. I'm sorry. And, like, I just couldn't finish what they expected me to finish. So I would lie and sneak and just feel really, like, gross, honestly. Like, dirty. Like, yeah. I, I felt, like, bad. Like, I felt really bad. So that's when I really realized, like, really like especially compared to, like, my brother, which I feel is like a gross comparison already. Like, he's a boy. Like, he was trying to eat anything. <laughs> and like, he played sports, too. So yeah, like, like, he definitely, like, just had a different build than me. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, just comparing us. I used to really, like, put things on. So, like, James, please help me out. Like, blah, blah, blah. I feel like sometimes he would. Sometimes he kind of probably wouldn't. I really don't remember. But it was just a bad comparison in general. And I just felt like the bad child, honestly. How would you say society viewed you? Like, what were the things people said and did that made you even think more about it or just how you felt overall um i feel like this is kind of like a two-sided thing for me because like obviously well i don't want to say obviously but i feel like in our like western culture like smaller bodies are like praised more like regarded Mm -hmm. more as like the beauty standard so i feel like especially like in like white culture i feel like um that is like more like respected or whatever so I feel like with that being said I'm black I'm African and Mm. you know like (laughs) men want curves like black women are curvy like they're beautiful and thick and all these things that I inherently am not and so like struggling with like I guess society thinking like oh like you're great like 
you have it all perfect. Like, you're you're skinny. Like, girl, shut up. You're skinny. And then, like, going home or, like, being around black people and, like, feeling, like, not, like, enough, honestly, or mm. not, like, good enough or, like, not just enough in general, I guess. Um, that was definitely, like, weird. And I guess, like, because of, like, the whole, like, white society type of thing and how that was regarded as, like, the standard... People were very, very comfortable saying like crazy things to me, and I think I think Georgette can definitely. I mean, I know Georgette can definitely like attribute or like to that statement. Like, people are comfortable in general, like say about whatever, any, saying whatever, anything and everything. Like they will say anything and everything to you, a stranger. Um, I've gotten comments like, "You need to eat." Like, "Do you eat?" "You need a burger." Like, and like these are like confident random humans that will just come up to me not a child not knowing all. my life not knowing what i've been through what i've done like what if i really was out here missing meals like struggling for yeah. meals or like purposely like had not wanting to eat yeah like had a real life disorder and you're just like commenting freely people come up and like laugh about it and it's like they laugh because they know they're wrong they know yeah. they're not supposed to be like commenting but something in them makes them feel comfortable to do it, so they have to do it in a jokey way. Like, I remember yeah. someone kind of was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, she needs to eat a burger. And I I just kind of, like, looked at her, and she just kind of, like, kept laughing. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm just kidding. And I just looked at her again. And, like, she knew she was wrong. That's why she had to, like, laugh and had yeah. to say it was a joke and blah, 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 blah. Um, people would ask me if, if I eat. I remember when I was younger, I was in JCPenney with my mom, and... A Karen came up to me, like literally on the opposite side of JCPenney. She came up to me like with like ferociousness in her feet to come to me and my mother and ask me if I eat. Like it was ridiculous. I remember I recently was talking about this with my mom and she was like, do you remember? And I was like, wow, I thought like, you know, sometimes you think of things as like, maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Maybe it was weird. But she like also noticed that this was very, very strange behavior for an adult to come approach a child asking her if she eats with the most serious face. As if I was going to say, no, I don't. I do photosynthesis like plants. (laughs) I just take in the sunlight. I take in the sunlight. You see this melanin over here? And I'm fed. That's it. Yeah. Like, girl, what did you really think was going to happen? So, yeah, society definitely let me know that. (laughs) Girl, no. So with all the things that you said, did you internalize any of this? Like, did it affect the way you felt about yourself? And if so, how? Definitely affected the way I felt about myself. I just, like I said before, I didn't feel like I was enough. I felt like no one would really, like, like me as far as, like, guys, I guess. Um, I just felt, like, weird around certain people because they would just say things. And I didn't want to hear it. But at the same time, like, how do you get yourself out of certain situations you know I used to do a lot of very strange things um (laughs) it's funny thinking about this because I would try to like hide my legs because my legs are small like Mm -hmm. very skinny like the rest of me but like I don't know I guess specifically it was the legs for me (laughs) um so I would wear this she got that thing behind her lol (laughs) lol (laughs) we'll talk about that later no, but like I used to wear this crossbody bag. I remember I got it, I think for my birthday or Christmas. They're kind of close, so I don't really remember. Um, from my aunt in California, and it was like a big crossbody bag, and it could hang really low. Like it would go like right behind my knees. So in my mind, it like covered like my thigh gap basically. 
and I would wear this bag. When I tell you, like honestly thinking about it right now, it's actually making me really sad. Like when I tell you, I used to wear this bag every day and like really feel like I was hiding something. Yeah. And you know, it's so crazy because it's like, girl, ain't nothing hiding. Like we see your whole body. But like it was like my comfort, honestly. Like it yeah. made me feel better. Like it made me feel like, oh, they can't see this thigh gap. Like, it's I like me in my nurse's pants. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or my shape ups. I feel like I remember you talking about these nurses' pants before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, it was the bag. And I don't know. Like, it just made me feel good. Like, I was hiding my legs. I was hiding a part of myself. People weren't going to comment on yeah. this or that. Um, it was definitely, yeah, just the bag for me. I'm sure it didn't stop rude people anyway. But Yeah, I don't think it did either. But in my mind, it worked. Okay. So, this is the coveted question that we've all been waiting for. Yeah. If you've been waiting for it, say A, 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 A. Nafi's not saying A. Well, we're going to ask <laughs> anyway. So, Nafi, has this affected your dating life in any way? If so, how? Um, yeah, it has affected yeah? my dating life. Especially when I was younger. Like, I just feel like guys didn't like me. Felt like guys like them though. Yeah, that is that's very true. Like I feel like we we're all struggling. We all were struggling. We are all currently struggling. Currently right now. Um, but no, I remember this guy liking this guy like so much. We're gonna call him Haitian Crusader. Okay, not the Haitian Crusader. Haitian Crusader, boo. Um, but yeah, I just remember him like talking to me and me talking to him and we were like cool and he was just kind of like um like you're pretty but you're skinny or he'd oh be like like you're so skinny but like you're pretty and so like it's like the butt that i'm trying to get at for y'all like it's the butt like y'all yeah. was letting me know that there's this and there's that the prettiest I agree lit, with that a lot but you're skinny but that isn't yeah. that but it's okay, just keep it pushing. But, you know, like, something, you know? Yeah. So, I was like, dang, like, not but. So, I just remember also feeling like, because I'm so small, and it's my face in general, I look young. Like, people, even now, I'll say, like, I feel like I'm probably missing out on my, like, my person, like, my soulmate, because he thinks I'm in high school, or he thinks I'm, like, 18, 19. Like, no, baby, we grown over here. And he's not gonna approach me because I look like a child. So, yeah, that is not fun. I remember having conversations with my cousins, and, like, I remember my one cousin specifically. Like, she was so lit, and she was so pretty, and she was thick, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, one day I'm be you. And she was like, yeah, boo, one day. And she was just like, and when, one, day. one day, and when that one day comes, you finna have all the men's is, cause right now you not finna have all the men's is, boo. And I mean, she might have also been saying that cause I was young, cause I remember being like young, having that conversation. Yeah. But I remember like being like really like, dang, like these guys don't like me. And she was like, yeah, boo, like, uh, -uh. They, they guys want a little something to grab on, a little something to hold on to. Like, this isn't all, like, things that she was saying, but, like, between her and then just, like, I mean, kind of, like, going back to overall. society, yeah, yeah, like, that's what people say, especially, like, the black community, like, there's this, like, thing about being a real woman, real women have curves, and real women have this, and real women have that, and, like, don't get me wrong, I love that, like, statement, like, I get the purpose of it, like, I do, 
But when you're not curvish, it's just, just over here. You're like, dang, I'm not, not I'm not human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What time so, I? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It was definitely, like, just a weird thing. So I just always remember thinking, like, <laughs> I'm waiting for my curves to come, for my weight to come, for something to come, because I'm going to have all the men's. Period. Also, I can really, really agree with your point about, like, you have this, but not that. Like, yeah. ugh. people used and to... people will let you know. Yeah, you're pretty butt. And I, yeah. and and I got so tired of hearing that because I think the first couple of times you're like, oh, 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 and then it's really like, oh, like you're really trying to tell me something. Yeah, like this is a negative. Yeah. This skinny is a negative. This thickness is a negative. Yeah. Like this something is a negative. Like people think they're like being sly when they like give you. Like the, the this, this and the comments definitely backhanded that comments. are like microaggressions. Mm-hmm. Oh, boot! Talk about it. Like what? Hello, microaggressions. Like, like they would just make sure that they mention your face so that they don't have to mention your body. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Disgusting. Ew. You're a little nasty. So with all the things that we've talked about, talked about, and that we've come across, what was your aha moment that like got you out of feeling? like down on yourself or bad about yourself about this what was your aha moment where you started to finally feel confident within your womanness and your naffiness and your beautifulness yeah um honestly i think it was a culmination of a lot of things at different times that got me to where i am now and i say this all to say like it's not perfect now but it's definitely better and i really really thank god for that because spooky times friends spooky times um i have some (laughs) there were times where i would like really try to like uptake in my caloric intake you know mm-hmm. i'm like carb counting and this counting <laughs> and that counting and honestly i don't think i stuck with it long enough to really ever see results and i wasn't seeing results i was like okay boo on to the next like no so i definitely i feel like i attempted did i stick with it as long no i also don't feel like my metabolism is made for that like high key like i i don't know like i don't know so I tried, just didn't really happen in that sense, but um, I did go to therapy for like something else, but I kind of talked about my issues with my weight and like how people treated me, and I feel like that definitely helped. It also um, helped me to like just get more comfortable with myself and loving myself, like talking to my therapist about Mm -hmm. that stuff for a little bit of time that that lasted. Um, I do remember my cousin gave me this pair of jeans that no longer fitted her and when I tell you your girl look thick thick in these jeans <laughs> like I remember always struggling with jeans like even the smallest size like yeah, it would fit in some places but not in others it just would never be filled out in the way that it was supposed to and then God made skinny jeans and I mean <laughs> we were lit around here honestly when I filled out these pair of jeans I said oh no baby I'm never looking back like I'm, I'm thick I'm thick, I'm cute, like, you can't tell me nothing. Three C's, four C's, all them C's, like... Four C, like, my hair. Period. Like, (laughs) like, I just feel like filling out those jeans really did something for me. Um, Also, (laughs) you know, the boys started liking me a little bit more, you know. So that definitely boosted some confidence or whatever. I also had a little bit of shape. I really don't know, like, my mom went to Sierra Leone, and she came back when I was, like, 13, and I feel like that's around the time of, like, puberty in general. So I don't really know. Because she came back and she gave me these, like, waist beads. And she told me, like, um, like in her culture specifically, I think other cultures do the same thing, obviously. But, like, they put them on girls, like, when they're younger and supposed to, like, help them, like, fill out or, like, give a shape or, like, weight management. Those things like that, of that nature. 
Um, so I only know if the juju and the beads really <laughs> really get your girl some something, something, or if it was just natural puberty that was gonna happen. But I just started looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, wait, like you're cute, like yeah, you're small, but we we got a little something, something, and like people, I don't know, like people just started liking me more. I just got more comfortable with it. Yeah. I think I I remember having a conversation with like a couple of my aunts and um. I don't really remember the details of that conversation, but I remember leaving that conversation and that trip specifically being like, okay, like we're not simping anymore. Like yeah. no more of this sad girl life over something that I've tried to change. Like I said, I wasn't missing no meals or anything like that. So it's like, you either get to a point where you're like, I thank God that I'm healthy. Like I've yeah. gone to doctor's appointments. I've gone here. I've gone there. Best believe my parents were asking questions and they were just like, look, like the numbers are fine. Like she looks healthy. She's not starving herself like heart looks good like and even for me now like I know so many people that were like really underweight and I think hear about the things that they went through as far as like medically and um knowing like their story in relation to like maybe why they were underweight or stuff like that and I never experienced any of those things so I say that to say like I feel like my journey was like a healthy one like it just I'm just naturally supposed to be this way and when God doesn't want that to happen he won't give me all the C's and the K and the K and the thick okay but for right now we're keeping the four C's and I'm gonna I'm sit down softball and eat it okay like that's that on that but yeah I think like overall like all those things coming together I'm just like yeah like it's not gonna change and I don't want to say it's not gonna change because like it can but in my specific journey, my specific story, it wasn't, it just didn't feel like important enough to like shift myself. So it definitely just had to be a mental thing. And I got there. Praise God. We thank him for that. So we're going to go ahead and talk about how meeting each other and becoming close with each other helped us, well, helped change our perspective on one another's, I guess, plight. Yeah. If you want to call it that. <laughs> you know, dramatics. In, yeah, the plight and bodiness <laughs> that each of us went through. So, yeah. Um, I guess I will start. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say when when I first, I mean, I obviously had my thoughts about smaller people. Yeah. Like overall, just because it was always the opposite of me, I'm like, okay, so like. Uh, and at the time, I was unhappy with myself. So I'm like, okay, like, smaller people are just living their lives, having fun, not thinking about their weight. Yeah. They can just go in stores. And, like, that's how it was always portrayed, too. Yeah. They could just go in stores and pick up what they want and find clothes and just be lit. And yeah. they could just dress how they wanted to and stuff like that. And I couldn't really do that yeah. because I had to stick to, like, specific stores because only a few places carried my size. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me... I think getting close to Nafi and getting to know her a lot more, I saw that, like, smaller people had to think about that stuff, too. Like, smaller... And especially, like, her, like, being small, but, like, not having a disorder or anything like that. She was just small. like that. Like, that's just how her body was. Yeah. And it was, like, a thing to where, like, okay, she can't find clothes in the store either. <laughs> like, she has to order online, too. Like, she has to think about it daily people remind her about it daily so just like it's like me i'm scared to like if i go here people are gonna be like oh my gosh georgette like look at your weight she's scared about the same thing yeah so it's like it was interesting to say the least yeah. like that to see that like okay like somebody on the other side of the spectrum as me is going through the same thing and yeah yeah <laughs>
Um, for me, I feel like meeting Georgette definitely gave me like a new like outlook or perspective, I guess, on the opposite side of things. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like everybody has kind of heard that story of like the bigger girl or whatever, kind of like struggling here or there with yeah. something. And it's always given this very sad outlook, very like defeated mindset type yeah. of thing. And I feel like meeting Georgette, she's loud, <laughs> she's big, she's bold, she's beautiful. Like she is so like inspirational, honestly. Like all the things, oh my gosh, she's about to be so weird. All the things that she like has accomplished and tries to do and is like in pursuit of accomplishing right now. I just feel like that story isn't shared enough, and I feel like it definitely should be. Like, she's a singer. She's bad. She's bad bitty. She's like, <laughs> like I just don't understand how anybody could look at this beautiful face and say negative things. And she's just so happy and so driven. Driven. That is the word of the day. Driven. Like, she, she doesn't let... She oh, my gosh. She doesn't let all these things bother her in the way that you would think it would bother someone like stereotypically just as far as like what like people push and like obviously yeah. that story is still very real and it's sad and so upsetting but I feel like because there's Georgette it like makes all it's like inspiration to those people who are still like struggling or still sad or just like not where they want to be like just just look at Georgette and you can oh, get there boo. don't do that <laughs> <laughs> she's too kind honestly that is what i've gotten from this you can relate to a little bit of what georgia has spoken about or a little bit of what i've spoken about or you're somewhere in the middle you you're can somewhere say the in the middle yeah you know you're kind of like picking from me picking from her picking from the middle whatever um we have some advice for you to kind of you know sure do. get to this place of we get in there, boo. Yeah. Or this place of we look good, sis. I look good, sis. She looks good, sis. They like, look good, sis. They together. <laughs> uh, you know, just like a little bit of some advice, just to just to get you there with us. I would say the first piece of advice that I even implemented in my life is like open up. Like firstly, and I'll explain that more in a second. Mm-hmm. But open up, but also don't let people talk to you crazy. Mm-hmm. Like okay. So I'm saying open up and that's only for a case where somebody is important to you or you feel like you want to continue a friendship. Like if somebody is saying something or doing things that are hurting your feelings, you should speak up because they're going to continue to do it because they don't know that it hurts you and they don't know that it's a problem. Like I had a friend who used to just jiggle my armpit and I said, please keep your hands to yourself. Please stop touching me like that. And they surely stopped. And just uh, like things like that, you just need to take time to stand up for yourself be assertive. Like that and white lady in, in JCPenney. I should have been like, ma'am, you don't back up. <laughs> no. And she would have been scared. She would have never talked to anybody crazy again. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. So just honestly, speak up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. You deserve it. And you're your biggest advocate. So. Period. Uh, my piece of advice would definitely be to like work on your self-image. Work mm-hmm. on your self-esteem. Um, mm, that's a good one. Yeah. And have people around or put people, I don't even want to say in your circle, but maybe more as like social media. If you have like, what are those boards called? Vision boards. Vision boards. Like definitely keep those things um, with like people that look like you yeah. or feel like you. Kind of like how people talk about um, like 
when you watch YouTubers in relation to like hair and stuff like that, you can't be forced to watching 2B. No yeah, sense. Yeah, you're like, going to be like, why is my curl pattern Yeah, like why that? isn't it working? I'll tell you why it's not working. You're not her. So <laughs> here are some steps I have kind of gotten together with the help of the internet um, on how to like work on your self-image. Um, definitely be mindful of self-talk, like how you talk mm, to yourself. Yeah. You need to be kind with yourself. You need to be patient with yourself. Um, be kind in like words and actions, positive affirmations. I know Georgia and I talk about this like all the time. And it's <laughs> on my list of things. <laughs> I've, okay. I've been doing it and I definitely feel the shift. I feel the change. Yeah. I haven't been the most consistent, but... Um, I like it and I definitely recommend I know all of like self-care Twitter is like affirmations 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 but we're all talking about it for a reason like it yeah, works it's like it, it definitely works um, I would say do those daily um, so that you can work on yourself mentally and physically like say things like girl you look good or I look good I love my stomach I love my head yeah. I love my hair I love my ears I love my toes yeah all I of love it. my knees and that's it makes you want to take care of yourself too when, you're, yeah, when you love yourself. Like exactly. When. So that's definitely one. Um, I would say limit. This is kind of like what Georgette was saying. Um, well, she was saying if these people you care about, you want to be around them, you got to tell them. But these are people you probably could be very fine without. Limit time with people who make you feel bad about yourself. That's like true. people that's that say one. negative things, like about your body like are you mad are you crazy you must be mad you have to be mad like literally say no to people who want to be around you but use you to build themselves up by putting you down or make you the butt of the joke oh That's the ugly. butt of the joke it's not cute i'm yeah. not a butt there's more to me than this than this, <laughs> this, butt. Than this thing behind me yeah there's more to me than this thing behind me like no sir no ma'am you're not gonna do me like that because when i come for you i don't want to see no tears at all none um definitely Make a list of things you want to accomplish, like, mentally and, like, about how you, like, want to view yourself in the future. Right. And start with one thing at a time. Like, don't overwhelm yourself with, like, this whole dang list. Like, no, boo. One at a time. One week. One month. However long it takes you to get there. Because, like, it's not a race. You're literally only, like, in competition with yourself. So, however long it takes you to get this one small task or action done, do it, boo. And eventually, you're going to look up, you're going to look down, you're going to look side to side, and your list is going to be done. You're be like, what's the next thing? <laughs> um, and you'll be better for it. And lastly, don't compare yourself to others, like, at all. Because... Comparison is the thief of joy. Period. Uh-huh. Yes. So don't do it. And the last piece of advice from me is do the work and build your confidence. Like, for... And I mean, in any way that means. So, like... Taking yourself to counseling if you need it. Taking yourself to therapy if needed. Like, doing the work to first find out the root of why you feel the way you do about yourself. Like, if you have to think about those things that you internalized about yourself as a child and shut each one of them up, then that's what you have to do. If you have to not eat pancakes for 10 years, <laughs> that's what you have to do. And that's it. So just, like, one therapy or counseling... Saying those affirmations about yourself that Nafi talked about, like, I am beautiful, I am enough, I am worthy. Just those things that make you, f that over time will make you feel like you're enough, that you have value and you're worth it. Mm -hmm. Those things are important. Important. Yeah, going for your goals. Goals. Like, once, you, once you're doing things that you love, and it helps you place more value on yourself and you start to think about yourself 
aside from, okay, this is how I look. It's like, okay, this is what I'm doing and I'm killing it at yes. this. So you're not thinking about what's going on. That's like the hobbies. That. Yeah. That's like the hobbies with situationship. Yeah. Her last episode. Stay busy, boo. And you won't be sad. Period. <laughs> and last thing is fall back on your spirituality. Like, take time to actually... Like, see what the promises of God has for you, Mm -hmm. what God has said about you, said that you're a chosen generation, said that you're a chosen people. Just think about things like that. And if you think about things like that, you attribute it to yourself. It's going to be hard to like, think like, oh, like I'm nothing. I have no value. Can you imagine you're a whole child of God and you're out here treating yourself any kind of way? I'm a chosen generation, but I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. It doesn't even match. It don't, it don't make sense. So that was our take on body image, self-love. You look good, sis. You look good, sis. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise, okay? Purred. Purred. And I'm Georgette. And I'm Mackie. And this was Through Thick and Thin. Bye.